uh, for topic one, I, I give it to you, Shannon. All right. So actually, uh, uh, what we're going to reference here is coming from uh, the site, the Hacker News, actually. And for anyone who hasn't heard it, and this is your first time hearing it, I don't know what rock you've been under, but uh, uh, what they say is that U.S. agencies and FireEye were hacked using a SolarWinds software backdoor. All right. Now, the reason this one is scary to me, okay, is because it was a supply chain issue, right? So um, what they say here in the article is that state-sponsored actors allegedly working for Russia have targeted the U.S. U.S. Treasury, the U.S. Commerce Department, and National Telecommunications and Information um, Administration, NTIA, um, and other government agencies, right, to monitor internal email traffic as part of a widespread, widespread cyber espionage campaign. Man, I can't talk today. Um, and this is this is very scary because in this instance, people that were using this product were not doing anything wrong, so to speak, if that makes sense, right? Because um, here's the thing, like the attack surface for this, um, it was at, at confirmed as of right now, 18,000 customers of SolarWinds were affected by this, right? Um, like I said, to include FireEye, Microsoft, Treasury Department, Commerce. Um, actually, one I forgot earlier was the Department of Energy, right? And if anybody who knows Department of Energy, um, they also deal with the, some nuclear stuff, you know what I mean, for, for us as a nation. So that's what makes that kind of kind of scary. And like I was saying before, it's a supply chain attack, right? So what that means is they were able to get into um, how SolarWinds uses their, how they create their patches to, to distribute to everyone, right? Um, and that's what makes it scary because you were going to a legitimate site. It's not like you were going out, out to the dark web or something trying to find some some patches or something you didn't want to get from their site or do something along those lines they were infiltrated intelligently you know they hate to give them credit for this but they were infiltrated intelligently um for this and it's believed to be russia i mean we have a lot of a lot of our senior administration officials that are coming out saying yeah we, we're pretty sure it's russia right that did this um and uh and these are guys that are looking at this all the time right so uh, I'm not going to sit here and say, okay, it's not them, but people that are in the know and that are putting a lot of time into this are saying that it is, right? Um, and for this, this, is, this has been going on actually longer longer than what you would probably like to see. They're saying as early as, well, this article in the Hacker News says as early as spring spring 2020, I believe it was, that the, that this yeah. all started going down, right? Right, um, right. But it was another article I, I read earlier today, and I want to say, I think it was CNET that said that they think they may have been doing this. They may have been practicing this and did a dry run back in October of 2019. So they did a dry run without actually implementing any, any uh, software, um, like doing the whole backdoor thing, and then went and tried it back then. Uh, back in uh, October of 2019 and then did it for real, like doing the real thing in the spring of this year. So it's, this one's nasty, man. This one's nasty because again, nobody did anything wrong. Everybody, if you went and did your patches like you were supposed to, this is, this, you could have been caught up in this, right? And if you go, if you go to the, yeah. if you go to the article that lists the affected uh, parts of SolarWinds, because it wasn't SolarWinds as a whole. There are some, um, some pieces of their, some of the support tools for their systems that were not affected, right? And SolarWinds actually did put out a security advisory for this telling you what you need to do. Um, but yeah, this is this is something scary, man. This, this is crazy. What's your thoughts, yeah. Lamar? 
Yeah, I think it's I think it is pretty it's pretty crazy. It's pretty intense. The um I don't know, the whole thing with the uh like you mentioned the fact that it was I guess essentially they, they took over like whatever uh system that was providing these updates and they you know they put a, a bad update out there. So like you said, people were, were uh unaware of what they were doing. They're trying to keep the system up to date with the latest <laughs> security patches and things like that, but it's actually a patch that actually made your system vulnerable. So it's like it's such a uh, you know kind of contradiction to what you you feels like uh, you know a, a good habit as an IT professional to make sure your systems are patched. But same time, I'm kind of curious the system that was uh, compromised with the updates, like how you know if there maybe there could have been more done there to try to identify um, you know some compromise on that system um, that maybe uh, was missed. Um, especially something that's so important that you know maintains like updates on like I guess global solar wind systems. You want to make sure that, that that system is has probably the the most uh, most security available compared to any other system out there. But I think it's a, it's a very interesting story, and I think it's uh it's uh it's one of those things that I think has been going for a long time as far as the, the kind of the fallout from it. Um, besides the fact that people this supposed uh, Russia group was able to get into all these systems and access uh, internal networks. Um, you got to imagine all the things that they may have left behind, all the modifications they made to these networks. It's going to have to be so much, um, so much uh, forensic investigation on all these systems that have been touched, all these uh, companies. Uh, they have to look at everything to see, oh, this, this looks different from what it used to be. Like maybe they changed some data around, they, they retrieved some data, they, implanted some back doors and some other systems that they don't, you know, they have to pretty much scrub the whole environment, all the clients, all the, all the servers. Um, they're going to have to make sure there's no residue, no uh, potential, like, I don't know, follow up from this group to be able to access their internal network again. And I think that's, uh, I don't know. I think I heard some security experts say that it could take years for them to actually, you know, many companies to actually, to uh, know, kind of know the that extent process. of what it was, yeah, like how far in it. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. real quick, man. Just to to throw a correction yeah. out there, I said CNET. It was actually Kim Zetter from Yahoo News that that reported the dry run mm. back in October 2019. Right. So my my mistake on that. Oh no, it's all good. Yeah, no, it's just such a it's such a big thing. Um, it can really like talk about this like all day because it's like there's so many elements to it and. Um, uh, and I know there's some things about the uh, what was it called? Like they had some MFA. I think some, I think some part of some uh, Cisco MFA like duo systems they were using. Um, they had they were able to bypass it because they had yep. you know gained access to that mm-hmm. inside some of these networks. And it's just amazing because once you you know once somebody gets that far inside the network and they have you know whatever they're, they're able to if they're able to elevate their permissions inside the ne- network then they, they pretty much have like full reign and they can just, you know, do what they want. Um, no matter what the system is, even if it's, you know, MFA server, they, they have full access to this MFA server and they were able to like compromise credentials um, because they can, they can do whatever they want. They can retrieve the MFA tokens or whatever and modify them um, so that they can access these accounts and log in as whoever they want to. And it took a fair amount of investigation for them to figure that out actually, because it looked legitimate. Yeah. When they first went in there and looked at it, it looked like legitimate uh, 
like a legitimate action that was accomplished, right? And they were like, well, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. It didn't prompt for this, that, and the third, you know, as multi-factor authentication yeah. does. And yeah, they had to dig a little bit deeper to see, oh man, well, this was corrupted here, you know what I mean? With the duo SID is what they called it. Um, that idea. Right. Yeah, it was crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, I know, I, I know, obviously Microsoft was involved. There was some things with the emails. Um, and um, I think from what I've heard from some of the um, feedback from like Microsoft and them, that the, something to the effect that uh, none of their systems were particularly compromised. Like it wasn't like they hacked like Microsoft's systems themselves, but they, they got credentials with people that had access to Microsoft systems or had like email accounts and things like that. So they were able to like log in as a, you know, regular user going to the email and then access, you know, uh, whatever person's email, uh, email data, as well as like any other kind of like system that they had out there, maybe some, I don't know, SharePoint or whatever systems they had on their network, they were potentially able to get into that. As, as, as so, well as create some email accounts, right? That were legit in the right, domain. That's right. another thing, right? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like you, yeah, once you get the, you know, once you get in that, you know, get past all those uh, barriers and you're inside the know, we can, and you have, you know, local rights, just like anybody, anybody else, you can do pretty much whatever you want. Um, and uh, just kind of build off of whatever, like, access you have already and potentially inflect, you know, affect the, the entire network, especially if you have something that's like, I don't know, if you get access to like a domain controller or something that's like, you know, something that's authoritative in your network, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, you just you just have f- full reign of the of the of the infrastructure. But it's a it's a it's a concerning thing. I think I don't know if somebody said that this was like one of the biggest hacks in in in, in, a, in a very long time to ever like infiltrate you know, U.S. Uh, networks. I don't think it's been anything in this scale in a long time. Yeah, I think they, they said it was the, uh, the the biggest breach in a, in a decade. Uh, just because of how, yeah. many, how wow. many different vectors they were able to uh, to use to infiltrate um, these systems. So Sutherland is the, the biggest piece of this, right? With the uh, 300,000 customers uh, being vulnerable, they found out that, like you said, 18,000 uh, did have this sunburst um, backdoor that allowed them to basically um, uh, collect information on anything that the solar wind system touched. So all, all their infrastructure and any other node uh, on. But also, um, what's coming out is some more of the FireEye um, tools that uh, that were uh, out there have been leveraged to, uh, like you said. Uh, disrupt multi-factor authentication. So, like, that's basically they have the keys to the kingdom right there. Uh, as well as now they're seeing that VM also has uh, some vulnerabilities that they were using um, to basically get into these systems and, and collect whatever information they wanted. So, uh, full-scale full invasion. And we won't know, like you said, yeah. for years. Like, did, uh, right now, I think Shannon mentioned uh, the amount of work going into all the forensics, right? They're saying right. that it's going to cost millions of dollars because uh, these people are working overtime. Uh, people are having to rebuild um, entire like security trusts, like because mm-hmm. if they're able to get in there and create email accounts, then you have to put that server down. You can't trust any of it. 
Mm-hmm. It's pretty pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Like how much they they yeah. information they they could potentially have gotten. Um, so you have like you said the Department of Energy that controls the uh, the the nukes and what have you. They said that it was only the administrative side that was uh, that right. was hacked. Yeah. Um, they, they didn't so get the long codes. That's a good thing, right? They didn't get the long <laughs> codes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but, but had they been in the yeah. system long enough, you, who God knows what they would have gotten or uh, exfiltrated um, data-wise. Um, so they, they pretty much touched every single important um, government agency and then all the all the big companies. So it's, it's huge. Hey, listeners, please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here, you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early, completely ad-free. However, in these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds. Leave us constructive feedback and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you.